Good morning. I'm uh, Brother Timothy Mott from Columbus, Ohio, uh, and I'm glad to be here with all of you today. As I look around, I see um, a lot of faces that I know, a lot that I don't, but what I know or don't know about you doesn't matter, because it suffices to say that I'm your brother in Christ. No matter where I come from, we have a bond in the gospel of Jesus Christ, and so uh, I ask that you would have a prayer in your heart that God's message would be delivered today. Um, sometimes in life, we walk, and we journey, and we explore. Um, and I'm excited for Brother Joe and, and Sister Allie, because you're about to take a new chapter in life, a new exploration. Brother Joe, you have to be patient like we've talked, because Allie's giving up everything for you. I can, I can relate. Sister Jimena did the same thing for me uh, several years ago. And life as we journey has its ups and downs, does it not? And sometimes we find ourselves as we journey and we're looking because we all have this innate sensation within us that we need to find ourselves and find our way, find our mate, whatever, whatever it is you're trying to find, we journey looking many times. As we look at the society around us, it's a common theme. Men and women try to find their purpose in life, and so they look. And we overturn things, we go here, we go there, and we continue to look. I don't know about you, but there's been times in my life where I've had a moment of panic because I realize I don't know where I am. Uh, had one recently. Uh, we were coming back uh, from a trip, and um, I part ways with a, a brother I was traveling with, and, and the, the time had passed, and I realized I need to catch a flight, and I don't know where I am. Where I thought I was was not where I was supposed to be, and that moment of anxiety when you realize that you're not where you need to be found. I'm sure many of you can relate to that through life. Sometimes it's a, a small moment. Other times it's those moments where you're, you're working and you've built up your castle and in your career and all these things. And you say to yourself, what am I doing? And you realize that where you've gone is not where God intended you to be. And you have to step back and, and question. Uh, if you'd like to follow along today, we're going to be reading from the book of Psalms. And we will be in chapter 1. Chapter 1, verse 1 reads, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Brothers, sisters, friends, I don't know all of you. Like I said, I don't know where you are. But I do know that we serve a living God, a God who wants to bind us, a God who wants to bring us in and give us a purpose in life. 
Uh, I, I think of myself through the years and as I look back, and many times I'm sure you do this as well, and kind of you take that moment where you rehearse your life and, and you look through the memories almost as if you're looking at a picture book and, and you think of the various stages that God has brought you through. Uh, I even look, uh, as, as I look around today, some of you are part of those stages of my life. I, I met Brother Luis this morning and it took me back to the first time I met Brother Luis. Um, but I had palled around with his son way back when in, in Tijuana. And, and you see, we go through phases in life. And those phases are meant to, to build us up in a way that God can use us. But we have to be found in the paths of God. Looking in the word of God today, when we allow ourselves to delight in God's ways, what happens? It says, and we're going to change the words a little bit. But it says, we shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water where we can bring forth fruit in the right season. So, Sister Allie, you're about to make a big move. I'm sure it's one of anxiety. Um, for those of you here in Arizona, I want to thank you because usually you are the net benefit of uh, immigration out of Ohio. Um, and so we're glad to finally have somebody coming back this, uh, our direction. But you see, God plants us in different places, and it has nothing to do with the circumstances around us. It has nothing to do with the career we pick, the house we pick, the, the plot of land, whatever it is. None of those things matter as long as we allow ourselves to be planted in the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you believe that today? When you think of a tree being planted by a river of water, I don't know about you, but I think of something very stationary. I think of something absolute. When a tree decides to grow somewhere, once it's there, it's not moving. And so, as mankind, we, we, we move about and we look for our place, and it feels like we're not quite like that tree because we're constantly moving. Well, that's not what David's talking about here. It doesn't matter where you are as long as you're planted by the river. You see, all of us have an opportunity in this life to recognize that there's a king above us all who wants to take us out of this world and call us his own. He wants to put a ring on our finger just like we sang in that beautiful song. He wants to call us his own and plant us by him. To develop strong roots, roots that do not move. Not that we're going to change in our, our habit in life to continue to look how to best serve our family. Not that we're going to give up on the dreams we have of, you know, I'm working really hard, but one day I, I want to go and, and retire in the sun or whatever it is that your dreams are. He's talking about being planted in your heart. You see, this world, it constantly tells us to not be planted, to be free, to allow yourself to just go with the wind as it will. But when we're planted by the rivers of water, no matter where we are and where we continue to move in life, Jesus Christ is going to be there with you. Do you believe that today? We're also going to look real briefly. Uh, I want you to hear the words of Jeremiah as well. 
In Jeremiah, the 17th chapter, verse 8, he gives us a similar message. We'll start in verse 7. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters and that spreadeth out her roots by the river and shall not see when heat cometh. But her leaves shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Jeremiah takes it to a, a new level. He says, yeah, be that tree planted by, by that river of water. But when complete chaos surrounds you, when all else fails, you're not even going to have to worry about it. That we would not even see when the heat comes. Uh, I can tell you for Hamana and I coming out of the airport, it was a shock. <laughs> I forget the words Hamana used. And she's from Cali, Colombia. They, they have heat there. And even she was impressed by your heat. <laughs> but brothers and sisters, can you imagine? Everywhere around you is burning. The heat takes over the earth. Everything is scorched. But you don't even see it. What's usually the reality of our lives? Usually the reality is these things begin to attack around. Chaos ensues around us. And what do we do? We begin to question. And a lot of times we like to go into the drama. And we like to go, ah, right along with everybody else. It's fun sometimes. Sometimes we feel like we deserve to have those moments. But you see, when we're truly planted in Jesus Christ, those moments are going to be happening around us. Can you imagine that you would not even able to be, be able to see that chaos? He goes on. Her leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought. When drought comes in our society, what does everybody do? You guys of anyone should know this better. You begin to conserve. You begin to pull back. You begin to say, I have something that's scarce and I need to conserve it. I need to be careful. But Jeremiah tells us when we're truly planted in Jesus Christ and things are scarce around us, we don't need to worry about that drought. He's not talking about a drought of water or a drought of the rains. He's talking about those spiritual droughts, those times when the attacks of the enemy come at you like you can't imagine, that you feel like there's nowhere to just sit and take a drink. No place of respite, no place of, of rest. But Jeremiah tells us if we allow ourselves to be planted, you won't even see that drought either. Brothers and sisters, I, I don't feel too go on and on today again i don't know where you are i understand for some of you this is the maybe the first time you're hearing the word of god preached in the church of jesus christ or a long time after many years and i'm glad i'm glad you're here with us the reason i'm glad is because i found a river where i've been able to plant myself because you see just like you my life's had the ups, but it's had the downs. But when I'm in those moments of being down and the drought is around me, the heat is coming at me like when we walked out of the airport, when those moments hit, 
I don't need to worry because I have Jesus Christ by my side. And my roots, they're not looking. They don't need to look because he's right there. And I'm planted in him. And I praise my God for that. And so those of you hearing this message for the first time, if I can leave anything with you, it's, it's good to be planted in Jesus Christ. That when there's a time of drought, you can draw from him. And when it's a time of plenty and the river's flowing and everything's green around you, you can grow and, and spread your branches, even as, as Jeremiah spoke, that our leaves would even just bask in the sunlight, not care, just open up, just content to be a tree. Brothers and sisters, friends, we love you. I pray that whatever you're looking for in life, that you find it through Jesus Christ. Because all the other stuff that we have around us, the castles we build up, it doesn't matter. That's something that's hard for us sometimes as Gentiles. You know, we're, we're, we're very uh, intent on building up things in a certain way. And when life doesn't go the way we planned, it, it rattles us because we're used to our comforts. We're used to having our lives set up in a certain way. But if all that was taken away from us, as long as we're planning in Jesus Christ, we have no need to worry. So may God bless you. We love you. Again, I can say I'm your brother, even though I don't know all of you individually. I'm so glad to be here with you, to sing praises of God with you, because we serve the same God in his son's church. May God bless you is my prayer.
every one of you. It's a, it's a blessing to be here. And uh, what you just heard was, in, in, in the church, it's what we call the manifestations of his spirit. He gives unto men and women gifts, severally as he will. And uh, men and women have been endowed by him with wonderful gifts of song, with poems, um, with, with many wonderful ways to, upl to uplift the name of the Lord. And we just saw the Lord working through our sister Aaron and uh, the manifestations of his spirit for the honor. And did you catch what she said at the end? To the honor and glory of God. Because whenever someone tells you, oh, great sermon, you know the response needs to be to the honor and glory of God. Whenever someone says I'm healed, as we, uh, back in my generation, used to say ditto, okay? To the honor and glory of God. So we greet, we greet you today. Um, our brother was very blessed. And, and I'll share with you that I didn't see any other brothers in here. And when I came to sit down, he turned and looked at me, and he was like, oh, well, you're here. You, you, and I was like, no, I don't feel to open. The Lord just told me you need to open. And uh, the Lord was right, of course. So we're here, to, uh, we're here today to greet you and speak for a few minutes. Here for, uh, I'm here for a work conference, and so we're going to leave a little bit early today, but I'm grateful the Lord brought me out here. And uh, I'm grateful I was able to spend the, uh, the weekend with my family. And yeah, it's hot. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> congratulations to our couple who are getting married tomorrow. That is wonderful. God bless you in your new life together. And uh, we pray the Lord blesses you. And I do love 9-9, trust me. It's a really good day for me. It's my birthday. <laughs> my cousin would remember it's my birthday. But um, of course, it had to come out for my birthday. My wife's here. 
But we're, we're, we're grateful for the words that our brother Timothy read. And it, I want to share with you at the beginning of that chapter. Blessed is the man or woman that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. So today, I just want to remind us about it's important where we walk, where we stand, and where we sit. It's really important spiritually. And if I was in the South, I could get away with a whole lot of, uh, of ittens there, but I won't. But it's so important about where do we walk? Where do we take our counsel from? Who influences you? Who's your influence today? Is it the word of God or the norms of society? Is it the teachings of Jesus Christ or is it whatever everybody wants you to say? Because I will tell you what the word of God says is we need to be careful today with where we are walking, standing, and sitting. We need to be so careful that we don't lose our place by trying to accommodate opinions that are against the word of God. And it says in verse 2, But our delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. So you might say, Brother Paul, I work 60 hours a week. So do I. I get it. I work a lot. How do you meditate on the word of God? And how do you delight in the Lord? Because more important than the hours I put in is the word of God in my heart. When you get up in the morning, do you, have a, do you take a few minutes a day for the Lord? Do you take some time out for the Lord? If you don't, make your schedule change. That you would have time for the Lord every day. That you would have time to meditate on the good things of God. That you might not sit. You know, Brother Timothy described chaos really well. I've been in a whole lot of chaotic situations in my life. Unfortunately, including this week when I put my wife on the plane and I lost my keys to the car. You know, the normal things of chaos, the enemy wants it. Does anybody ever think that the devil trips you up on big things or little things? Well, let me tell you, he starts on the little things real good. He starts real good on your little things because you might be, real, you might be careful in the big things, but he wants to try to trip you up on the little things. And Brother Timothy did a great job of describing what we should be in the midst of chaos. And that is we should delight in knowing our place, whose we are. It's not about your first and last name. It's about whose you are. And I belong to the Lord, and you belong to the Lord, because as our sister saying, I believe everything that he did. I believe what's in Scripture. I believe he went to the cross. I believe he resurrected on the third day. I believe he walked out, and I believe that they moved that stone so that we could see in, not so he could walk out. I believe in the resurrection and the power of Jesus Christ. I believe in the restoration of the church of Jesus Christ. I believe in the manifestations of the gifts that we heard this morning and that we see time to time. I believe 100% in the word of God. 
I believe there is nothing wrong with the word of God. I believe it is the way of salvation unto men and women if we just worry about where we're walking, standing, and sitting. And that we might worry about our children. If your parents and you're parents and you're paranoid about where your kids are, three words, God bless you. God bless you if you're paranoid about where your kids are at all times. I was the exact same way. I tried to know all the parents of my kids' friends simply because I wanted to know if I wanted my kids to ever spend just one minute in their house. And you might say, well, geez, Brother Paul, that's harsh. Yeah, 100% it is because I was given three responsibilities. Some of you have been given four. Some of you have been given one. Does it matter? Two, whatever. Worry about where your children are. Worry about where your grandchildren are. Focus on that as the family of God. You know, we worry about each other as members of the church. Worry about your family. It is healthy to worry about your family. Because when I, when I say worry about them, I mean give it to the Lord. Meditate day and night in the, what the Lord wants. And you know, I, I grew up in a whole lot of woods. Got in trouble a lot, set some of them on fire from time to time, but that's another issue. Um, yeah, I used, I used to love to burn, burn them. I got it from my dad. I used to love to burn in the woods. But there's nothing like a tree that is by a creek. Or other parts of PA call it crick. We can have good discussions on that. All right? There's nothing like a tree that goes by a really good creek because it's always green. Every season it's green. It goes brown, of course, in the winter up north. But you know, as sure as the sun's going to rise tomorrow morning, and I can guarantee you one thing. I'm here for a couple days. I know the sun's going to rise in the morning. It's going to be really hot. I can guarantee you that those trees are going to turn green in the spring because God is consistent. God does not. What is one thing God can't do? Only one. God cannot lie. God will never lie to you. If he says he loves you, and anybody else tells you differently, I want to tell you flat out, they are evil. Flat out. If anybody tells you that God doesn't love you on your most chaotic day, they're not, they're not of God. God loves you on your best day, and he loves you on your worst. Because on your worst day, you might just be very a few steps from getting on a rocket ship on your way to your best day. Don't ever limit God. And so I'm going to close with this. It's, it's a, and I'm just going to read a couple of the verses. It's a hymn. It's actually the first hymn that was given to our sister Arlene in, uh, in 1976. And it's called My Place. And I'm not going to read it all. But it just says, you know, I've grown now, Mother. And see if you've ever heard anybody say this. I've grown now. I must find life's meaning. I've, I'm older, Father. I'll find the joys of life. I know I'm wiser. Anybody ever see... Anybody have ever had your children say they're smarter than you? Okay. Well, let me share with you the joy when they say, Dad, you know what? You're pretty smart. That, that's, that's the ultimate. I know I'm wiser than so many others, and I just know I'll find my place in life. Um, I'll, I'll go, Mother. I'll, I'll search for satisfaction. There's wondrous things to try. Wondrous things to try. Anybody ever hear the experience of the straight and narrow path and the beautiful flowers on the side. Beautiful, gorgeous flowers. And underneath those flowers was what? It was quicksand. Because the word of God 
is the straight and narrow, the rod of iron. Hold on to the Bible and the Book of Mormon. Hold on to the scriptures that they would lead you to Jesus Christ. He's the only Savior, none other. And uh, if so many find such joy in darkness, well, then there's no question, so could I. And then it says, uh, I'm a mother. Why do I feel so empty? Why am I too old to cry? And that's so many people. And then it's, it, it ends up with, I think I found the answer. My eyes can finally see that without God, there is no joy in living. So I want you to make sure you know your place. And I want sure to make sure you know your place is right here in the church of Jesus Christ. You are welcome. One thing we possess that I will tell you, whether you're in Columbus, whether you're in, whether you're in uh, Charlotte, whether you're in Pennsylvania, whether you're in Michigan, whether you're in Columbia, whether you're in Africa, we will share one common thing in every place we go. It is the love of God. It is the absolute love of God. You may be having an absolutely miserable day. You walk in the room and someone will shake your hand, look you in the eye and just say, I want you to know I've been praying for you. I have no idea what your problem is. I don't know. I don't need to know. I've just been praying for you. Anybody ever have that happen to them? I have. Isn't it glorious that the Lord loves you so much? He sent someone else to pray for you when you didn't even know it because he cares about you. That's what it means to delight. I, I, will, I will share this. My brothers and sisters and friends, I believe we are this close from seeing great, great, great and marvelous things happen in the church. And God wants us to believe in what he's given us. And he wants us to believe in surety above everything else in the plan of God that he revealed to us through the scriptures. So, great song the Brother Timothy called to start the service. He planted me deep. He planted me deep in understanding his matchless, marvelous love of Jesus Christ. There's nothing like having the love of Jesus Christ. We have millions upon millions that are joyful today because they're playing football. Millions. Half of them will be miserable tonight because, you know, one team has to lose. And we all, of course, pray it's not our team. You think that's joy? You think that's happiness? Oh, if you think that's joy and happiness, come to the church of Jesus Christ. We'll show you what joy and happiness is. It's having Jesus in your heart on your best day and on your worst. You know, as our brother Timothy said, God in the midst of chaos. Um, yeah, I love, I love the ninth. But Wednesday is a, whole different, is a whole different subject. We had brothers and sisters. I know of two brothers that were going into the World Trade Center on 9-11-01. And God diverted their path. In the midst of the entire chaos. You lived out there, didn't you, at that time? In the midst of the entire chaos, the Lord was able to speak and say, go home. I don't know why, but go home. And they did. In the midst of chaos, as we face chaos, brothers and sisters, do not be afraid. God will bless us. He will make us like a tree planted by water that our leaves may prosper. Not wither. Prosper. And when God prospers you, it is an unmistakable, undelible blessing that everybody notices. 
May God bless us today. May God bless your children. May God bless our young, our young married couple to be. May God bless each of us that we all might prove faithful one day. That none of us might turn our back on the Lord. That none of us might leave and say, I don't want this place anymore. That we all might be found faithful on that glorious morning when the Lord says one by one, it's time to give an account of yourself. May we stand ready to say, Father, I loved your son. I have nothing else I can say except I love Jesus. And then he might be able to say and look at each of us and say, welcome, my good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of my rest. You want to talk about victory? That's victory. May God bless you. I just want to take a few minutes. Um, it's an honor for us to be here today. We were um, young people together, let's say, years ago in Ohio when Joe and Denise got married. We attended their wedding. They attended our wedding the year before. And uh, we've been friends ever since. And we shared our children being born together. Ours were out here. Of course, we didn't know the boys very well. But a uh, few years after that, we became close friends with Kathleen and Kevin, living in San Diego. And we were there when they were there when our daughter was born, and we were there when Allie was born. And uh, we've been to every home they've, they've lived in. San Diego, we went to Denver, we went to Pennsylvania. Uh, we spent a blizzard with them one time in Pennsylvania. And uh, I'll tell you one other story. Joe, you can thank me for this one. We were uh, on a vacation together, and we found ourselves uh, overturned in a boat in the middle of the ocean. And at about six or eight feet under the water, I went looking for the girls where they were, and I pushed them both back up to the surface because they were, they were down a few feet in the water. And uh, we laugh about that today because it was Kevin's fault, but uh, <laughs> he's not here, so I'll tell the story. But uh, our families go back a long ways. And it's, it's a joy to, to see our children grow up and mature and, uh, and even laugh about things. And as I uh, wrap up here, I just want to say one more thing about this. It says here, this man who delights in the Lord, that he may be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in season. His leaf shall not wither. Our brothers have both mentioned how hot it is here. And we understand that. We drove over from California. And when you cross over the Colorado River, there's like a green freeway that goes down through the desert. And even in the summertime, when the river is almost bone dry, the trees on both sides of the river extend for a long way. They never get dry. Their roots are in deep in the ground. And you know that river, we only see the top portion of the river. We don't see the part that still continues to flow underground. It's like the Spirit of God in our lives. People may say we're drowning or we're drying up in the desert. But if you have the Spirit of God, you will not wither. No matter what comes in your life, you will not wither. You'll be like that tree planted somewhere near the river, and your roots will extend into the Spirit of God, and the Lord will bless you. May God bless each one of you. May you stay close to the Lord. I'm also reminded... For those who serve the Lord, and I knew Allie's great-grandmother, everyone knew her as Nuna, the blessings of God will last to the third and the fourth generations. There's many of us here today that have generations before us in the church. My, my daughter, 
Allie, at least four generations. Some are more than that here today. The Lord will bless you and your children if you serve him all the days of your life, and not only that, to three and four generations. May God bless you is my prayer.